Welcome back to another episode of the FML Way Too Real podcast. Episode 17. What were you doing when you were 17? Hmm? I'm choking my shit. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> today today we have a special podcast for y'all. We're coming to you live from twitch.tv slash TTV for the audio listeners. Um, if you guys are here uh in the chat you know make sure you guys show some love share this podcast and stuff like that we got different platforms going on we got apple Podcasts, spotify and anchor fm um follow us on our twitter if you don't get the notifications for when our podcast goes up or when we go live and stuff make sure you follow our twitter keep those notifications on uh so that you guys don't miss when we go live play games have fun um we also have our youtube channel that we We've been updating pretty frequently. So Sam, I, I need I need you to share that with like five people because you were the one who, who was really encouraging us, being like, damn, that's crazy. No no new vid. Six months, huh? <laughs> um but yeah, we we we've been uh we've been listening and we deliver. That that's what we do here at FML. So um you know, we can Going to the check-in. How's everybody doing before we get into the, the topics of the podcast? Um, I'm cool. Today was a pretty cool day. I had a, a little cookout and uh at the uh my shit was that was a loud clap. I'm sorry. Um had a little cookout uh at the park with some family. Uh rain came down, so we just chilled. It was cool, ate good, kind of just talked for a minute and that was it. It wasn't it was in Fullerton, so an hour and a half there, hour and a half back. So the drive back was a lot harder after eating, mm. but we made it back alive, you know? Bro, Bro, I fell asleep. I was delirious on that car ride <laughs> Hey, the food was sitting different, right? You had your plate full? Bro, no, Man. dude, we were about to leave. My mom was like, well, at least you have someone to talk to on the way back. I'm like, this nigga, but I'm about to talk to me. <laughs> I'm about to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. You you give, you give Ren a comfortable-ass seat. He's going to recline that shit back. It just knocked out, bro. I feel like a, he's gonna, like he's gonna watch like, a couple TikToks and he'll be like, <laughs> "That's exactly what happened." That's exactly yeah. nah. The way I be falling back, I'm, I'm for the audio for the audio listeners. I'm sorry, I'd be like sitting. Yeah, bro. Just full recline, like I'm dead. No, this nigga, he was he was sitting up asleep. He woke up and said, "Oh." <laughs> Man, and then lean the chair back. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I'm like, oh, he's up. <sighs> That's oh. a lot of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, damn, I'd hate to drive right now. I, I would be. Thank you, Uber. Miles just driving. <laughs> but yeah, your day, babe? Uh, shoot, my day was eventful. Um, woke up early in the morning. Uh. I had to take care of some errands and then I came back in the morning like around 10 and I was like okay I want to go back to sleep but I couldn't so I just watched uh I finished up cyberpunk finished that and go and talk about that later um and then just watch a bunch of random videos um trying to kill time basically played with Vish and then um had two events to go to my uh, roommate's uncle was having his birthday out here, so I went to that. They were having tacos and stuff. 
and it was the fresh ones, you know. So I was Ooh. like, all right, all right, I gotta pull through. And then, uh, I went to a wedding party, um, which was like literally an hour away. And um, if you guys don't know, I live in Texas. Um, everywhere that uh, you know, time wise, that sounds like it's not far away is far away. Um, so I drove a hundred and close to maybe 200 miles today god damn yeah yeah in an hour in la is very different than an hour in texas mm-hmm. niggas will be driving an hour in la just to get to the 10 i i like i zoned out like i don't know if you guys get this when you guys drive far distances and sound off in the chat if you feel this way too but like after a certain point like i just zone out and i'm just I'm just vibes like I'm not even thinking anymore um like all of it's just muscle memory at that point of of me driving because it's just like it's just a straight line there's no traffic it's like damn you be getting that highway hypnosis huh yeah the highway hypnosis I zone out in traffic when it's like a straight line no traffic I'd be like tuned in but I I usually listen to music so it's kind of like a routine Mm -hmm. but when I'm in traffic I black out I don't remember my driving traffic. Oh, pull your mic up closer oh. to you. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, there we go. I remember um, Austin telling me a, a while. Ago, I was like, I was telling him, yeah, I get a little tired when I, uh, when I, when I drive and shit. And he was like, were you caressed as a child? And I was like, I think so. And he was like, yeah, if you were caressed as a baby, you have, you will have like a, you're more likely to fall asleep um, from this, like the feeling of driving on the road. Wow. Yeah. I feel like that's why I'd be, I'd be like really calm on the road. Like, even though like traffic makes me mad, but if it's like just a clear road and I'm just driving, I'm like very calm. Like probably if you check my heartbeat, it'd be close to zero. Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I had a lot of driving today. Um, then here we are and complain. Random, no or well, both of you guys were together the whole day, so yeah, me and Miles had the same day, yeah, yeah, same exact day. Um, well, shit, man, let's uh. Speaking of going places and being on land, let's talk about this little, little mermaid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, if you guys don't know in the chat, uh, Disney revealed this trailer for uh, The Little Mermaid coming out. Um, is it next year? Um, yeah. May 2023. May 2023. Um, and the controversy around this um, movie isn't the story, isn't the fact that it's a live action and they could, I, I don't know, it, it isn't any of the things that you typically would be uh, anxious for, but uh, most of the backlash is because Ariel, the main character, is black. Um, and a lot of people are mad about it. Um so that that's the situation we're just framing it so that everybody got a frame and a baseline uh now what are what are our thoughts on first off 
uh, casting um, a black person for Ariel. What are our thoughts on that? And then we'll kind of like go into what our thoughts are for, um, you know, just the just the backlash of that, like the public's reaction. So start off with that. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I just want to start off by saying like Halle Bailey. Um, <laughs> I'd be calling her Haley Bailey, um, but Halle Bailey, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, great, great, great actress, great singer, great voice. Um, I think she deserves that role, honestly, uh, whole, wholeheartedly. Um, and yeah, mermaids aren't real. They could be whatever fucking skin tone they want. And I'm just like, we were literally talking about this last week about like seeing more people that look like us in media. Um, it's really important. And I think that it doesn't hurt anyone to have, um, the little mermaid represented in a different way. She was white damn near a hundred years. Y'all niggas could sit and let her be black for a summer. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at um Holly Bailey right now and she looked like a mermaid. So <laughs> the cast, the casting's perfect. I mean, I don't think you can find anybody more perfect than this. Um but I mean like I think the only um arguments or back or like the only arguments about her being black are I can't imagine them in like any of them being not rooted in racism. Yeah. Like, is like, like when we're saying, mermaids are they're fake. They're a legend. They're they're a mythical creature, and you're mad that they're black. Like, there's no way you can justify having this opinion about her not being black unless it's coming from a racist standpoint. You know, even if it's not on purpose, even if it's more like internalized and you don't even know, just know it's coming out of racism. Because mm-hmm. there's no reason to be upset about it. Yeah. I I think like it's really weird like you're saying like why people are getting so angry about a different casting for the same exact character. It's not like they are rewriting the whole movie and Ariel's identity uh, around her um being black. Um it literally is going to be basically the same character just black yeah it's and, not like they're messing up any like historical accuracy or anything and and the thing is people weren't getting mad when they fucking uh made a crab jamaican like they, <laughs> like white people weren't getting <laughs> mad at that they were like that's some fancy stuff right there i would want a crab that was also jamaican you know Bruh, I saw a TikTok and it was like they're mad that Ariel's black. <laughs> just wait till they see the, Jesus. Just, <laughs> <laughs> bruh, nah. Um, I mean, let let's play. I, I'm gonna play a little bit into the uh white mind right here. So I'm gonna tap into the white mind and I'm gonna say that m- many are probably mad because they grew up with the movie as a kid. Um, they're used to Ariel looking a certain way. Um, and I think that, you know, to those people who are feeling that way or have that kind of stance where they're like, I don't have a problem that she's black, but it's not the original, you know, like it's not following the original. Mm. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. Um, 
tough nuts, bro. Like change is inevitable. Like you you think that everything that's a remake is staying true to the source material. It's a remake for a reason. You know, like they like you can be disappointed. I'm sorry. But guess what? You don't work for Disney. If if you were so talented and you had all the answers of how to make a remake, you would not be complaining on the internet. Instead, you'd be working for Disney, making the film. Um, you know, like there, there of course there there are gonna be critiques on art. There are gonna be critiques on like everything that people make coming out of uh these remakes. You know, like the Lion King remake, everybody had a critique. Everybody's going to have a critique on it. They're always going to compare it to the yeah. original. That's mm-hmm. inevitable. Um, but don't, don't like, put down, you know, the actors and also the directors and all of that who put, like, a lot of work into trying to make this happen. You know, for you. For, for literally you. They put a lot of work in because they knew that you was one in this. So they- give it a chance. I'd say I say to those people who are genuinely pissed about the casting being different from the original movie, give it a chance. You haven't even seen the movie yet. Just give it a chance. So at, I'm gonna leave it at that. The racial undertones of, of the other people who were mad at the the actual black casting, that that needs to that needs like a lot of therapy. So yeah, I can yeah, provide it, it, that. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if it's like deep rooted and you don't even know, I get it. Like the way we've been moving as a society, um, you know, you, you may be racist and not even know it, you know, just even like on a psychological level. I'm not going to blame you for that, but I'm going to call you out for it, though, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. let you know that that there's some there's some undertones in there, whether you want to accept it or not, or you can see it or not it still exists. Yeah, the Disney fandom is so toxic it's like a it's like a real life gaming community toxic type of thing like they they are diehards they just love that shit and it's scary because they're all adults with like what seemingly is in this like like unyielding amounts of income just for disney it's scary adult disney fans be different they are actually different but they base like there's people who make like liking disney their personality trait you know, and they go like mm-hmm. real far, like diehards. Like, I'm not gonna fight a Disney fan over something about Disney because mm-hmm. it's not about being right or wrong. I'm not a Disney fan as big as they are, so that makes me in the wrong. Not everybody, but I've met a few people who are like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a touchy subject. And what you were saying earlier about like the argument of being like, oh, you know, it's not sticking to the original, and you know, they just want it to be the same, right? If they were to re like make a live action Princess and the Frog and they made the main character white, do you think they'd be just as upset? <laughs> would, would they be like, no, they she should be black because that was the original? Or do you think they'd be like, what's the big deal? So so yeah, that comes to the thing like where Ariel's identity wasn't formulated around her her race, but but Princess Tiana complete her whole identity was shaped around her being black growing up in louisiana like growing up in that environment of new orleans so like yeah i think um disney did the thing like way back when they first started making these disney princesses like it's easy for them to it's easy for your average american girl to envision themselves as that as that Mm -hmm. it's 
very cookie cutter. They didn't really have much in the way of like being like, um, like uh, having an outlandish personality or anything like that. It was just, this is the story and the world is going to affect you and you're just going to have to react and do all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but their identity wasn't really tied to who they were as a character. You can have a black Cinderella because the story wasn't about like um, Cinderella facing like economic uh, bullshit that black people face. I mean, she's poor and ignored like, like all this other shit, but guess what? Like anyone can be that, that that's not her. Like that wasn't a part of her identity. She was just a character playing a role. Right. Yeah, that was, that was her main thing. She was a stepkid who was kind of ostracized from, the, from her, the two, you know, her two sisters. Mm-hmm. That could be anybody. Sleeping Beauty, that bitch was asleep. But again, again, like what Rin was saying, like when you, um, damn, I lost my train of thought. Oh, but like when you when you make these movies, they want to be like something that the, you know the audience can relate to. If you're a princess, you're supposed to be beautiful. You're supposed to be like you know cream with a crop, you know, above everybody else. But again, in America, our standards of beauty come from Eurocentric ideas and features. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to be like, if we want someone beautiful and make her a princess, what are the standards you're going to follow? Yeah, And people don't understand that. So again, it's, it's a lot of stuff is really deep rooted. And now we're, they're starting to make some, some steps outside of that kind of like status quo or like that close like mind of thinking. And people mm-hmm. are upset. They're like, nah, you know, keep it the way it's been this entire time and trying to like basically reject the growth. Yeah. Like imagine um being a girl like that looks like Moana, but there wasn't a Moana at the time. Like you would think that there is no place for you to be a princess and there is no mm-hmm. place for you to have like to to be a main character, you know? Um and like that's why it's important to have these kind of like these different like ideals and images of different people being in these roles because it's important to like for someone that's growing up to visualize themselves in a role of success in a role of like you know being a princess being a prince all that shit Mm -hmm. it's important yeah i mean like speaking of uh princes and stuff like that like uh in princess and the frog the prince wasn't white he was um damn was I like, he, he, he oh, was prince Nahim? N- is that N- his name? nadine uh yeah, yeah. He, he was like i thought he was like somewhere from like bangladesh or some some like you know southeast asian uh kind of country if we can find that information but you know he isn't the typical um you know blonde hair blue eyed uh that we see that saving the princess and all of this like this this man is a brown man which is you know really nice and refreshing to see because he also has an accent he doesn't sound like all of these like prince charming types you know it, it's just a very um refreshing take on uh these stories that have been told that are per- predominantly for uh white children you know, so we I'm I'm excited, uh, especially for this generation that gets to grow up and, and see more representation for brown and black people within like these fairy tale type of things, because it's it's nice to have that for kids, uh, you know, like a frozen type of thing, because it like, you know, it's it's a positive take on like it's a, it's a little 
you know, confidence boost in them. You know, they don't have to feel bad about uh, the way they look compared to their uh, their friends at school and stuff like that. Like, that's something that kids think about. They do. Um, and if they can't relate to the 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 concept of beauty uh being being uh being black and beautiful and all of that like if they can't see that concept in the media that they're getting you know from these movies like it, it's gonna affect them down the line you know it's gonna it, like uh, uh, i can't tell you how many times i've played sebastian because there's no niggas in these disney movies like, <laughs> bruh like, We'll play a Little Mermaid. You know, every nigga's gonna be turned into Sebastian. I don't want to be Sebastian. They be making niggas the sidekick. You know, the quirky side character that follows them around. The help. Yep, man. Same. And then real quick, just to answer the Prince uh, Naveen question. First result that comes up, they say um, uh, it's an it, the word. Uh, they say he's, he's Indian, and that the word Naveen comes from the Indian name meaning new. But apparently there was a reporter who was talking to someone from Disney and asked him if he was like Creole. And they said that his background is made up and he's whatever ethnicity they have in the fictional world of Maldonia, which is the country he claimed that he was from in the, um, in the movie. So it's more ambiguous, but the fact that he's still just a person of color yeah. is still, you know, just yeah. an important thing. Even if it's made up, it yeah. just gives people a better, like, uh, someone else that they can identify with because mm. it's more than just white people watching disney it's more than just white people consuming media so it's very important that we have that representation so other people um can identify with characters and movies yeah i mean like uh i feel like the first movie to really put a spin on like these fairy tales and and whatnot <laughs> and it's gonna sound crazy but it's shrek like i remember when shrek came out <laughs> and this nigga went to the tower had his helmet on and then uh princess fiona was like oh my prince and then uh she she gave him the handkerchief and everything this nigga was wiping the sweat and dirt off his face bro it was it's it's such an unconventional way but like in the end like she fell in love with somebody you know she wasn't supposed to or supposed to mm -hmm. like those and that movie came out in early 2002 like that movie is so powerful in its message that it's like you know fairy tales don't always look as perfect as like white woman white well, man yeah because remember calling, and... calling shrek powerful is crazy is definitely top tier it. movie i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put shrek in my a donkey and a dragon you ever seen that shit no on, they were breaking they were breaking ceilings with that one Come but on, if, if you look at it in the end when um they kiss at the wedding and then she stays an ogre and she's like what what's supposed to happen i'm supposed to be beautiful thinking she was gonna stay in her like normal yeah. human white phase and he was like what are you talking about look at you <laughs> It's bigger than just the, the what she was before. Like he was like, you are beautiful, and then just learning to accept yourself for like how you were. But again, he she was beautiful not being white. Yeah, so, gotta true. gotta go green. I'm Shrek to... <laughs> Shrek had the underlying tones. It was the stuff. Shrek was like the um the girl you like girl you thick fuck you mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not gonna At comment. <laughs> Yeah, at the wedding, he's like, Excuse me. what you doing so with all that? Mean? 
He's like, what you mean? You was you was you was beautiful the way you was. I like you better at night, girl. You thick. <laughs> yeah um yeah. no you're right though like it, it kind of subverted like the the disney shit i mean shrek was for everybody mm-hmm. yeah you can kind of take a lot of shit away from shrek there, there was shrek like fucking fun. landlords and fucking all this other shit like yeah, redistributed people's... niggas getting displaced and gentrified <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know what eviction was until shrek Bro, when they came, when everybody moved in on his property, and they, he was like, "What the hell are y'all? What are y'all doing here?" And then they were like, "We got evicted." Trying the eviction notice. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, those pigs built their own houses. It's in the story, Correct. and got evicted. That's yeah. crazy. Don't the that land sucks. That's Man. funny. I'm mad. I'm gonna That's what's happening in our old block. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Shrek predict Oblock? Shrek, Shrek pre- predicted Oblock. <laughs> um, that's it. Um, I mean, where where do we want to go from here? Anybody got a transition into something so, that they really want to? So speaking of going off like the whole movies and animation and stuff, let's talk about the upcoming anime because this lineup this year is looking pretty good, but. Before we go on to what's about to come out, let's talk about what has recently come out, and that is the cyberpunk anime adaptation. I know Fabe's been watching it, so why don't you go ahead and give us your uh, your first impressions of it? What's the um, verdict, Fabe? Damn. I'm gonna give this one a ten out of ten. Word? What you didn't even think of? Ten ten what? out of ten. Why did you make it like it was so hard? You're like, damn. Perfect. That's <laughs> cool. <laughs> It, it's a That's very a- it's a very bold claim, but let me let me list out some of the reasons. No, this is a no spoiler free zone. This is spoiler free zone, so you guys don't have to click out. We I wholeheartedly recommend Cyberpunk. Um, I'm gonna just go through some very very basic stuff. So if you don't know, um, Cyberpunk uh, Edge Runners that's what it's called, released on Netflix in partnership with uh, CD Projekt Red which is the game studio that originally released the game Cyberpunk um, like two years ago. It's been like two years, which is crazy. Big flop when it came out, mainly because of a lot of technical issues on older generations and just a lot of inconsistency in the content as well. Um, But it seems like right now that they're working actively to try to make it better They've been working on it. Who knows if it's gonna make a, a a comeback? I mean, I've been I've been playing it only because I've been seeing the anime, and I've had no issues. But also, it just kind of feels like a very empty game in in my perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have touched it or seen the gameplay, but um, to me, the story was fun. But there's nothing much out of the story to do, like really, really do. Um, but as for the anime that came out, 10 episodes, 10 episodes, impressively cohesive story and actually um, well adapted from the game. You, if, you, if you haven't played the game, you, you probably won't really care about a lot of the details. But the, the minor details for me of the in-game ui elements coming into the show 
um that was really nice you know like when sao came out and they would like pull up a, a ui of like them actually switching their equi equipment and shit like that Mm -hmm. that's the level that they went to for this anime like it was just one-to-one -one. like i'd be like oh shit that's the same ui from the game and on top of that all the locations in the anime are in the game like they literally ported it over it was really refreshing to see that and it was really refreshing to see a new story being told aside from the main character story so that was something that i was excited for um but i wholeheartedly recommend it if you guys are in a drought for content um i know october is coming up october anime month is gonna be crazy so maybe you're like trying to get some fix before then like i i know you can finish this anime in one one night one city tops um 10 episodes really good solid um I don't think they're going to make a season two. If they do, it's not going to be about the same characters. That's for sure. Okay, so it was pretty It was, it was was pretty condensed. Yeah, very condensed. So my question is, are you giving it a 10 out of 10 as an anime alone or a 10 out of 10 for an adaptation from the game? Um, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 for both. I'm pretty solid on that. Um, as far as just storytelling and pacing of the anime, whichever studio decided to animate this, they did an, a phenomenal job. Uh, oh, Studio Bones. Studio Bones mm. did this. They killed it. They absolutely killed it. Um, studio Bones is one of my favorite studios, actually. They've, they've animated some of my favorite anime. They've animated Soul Eater. They've animated... Um, I think they've also animated uh, Fire Force as well. So it's very familiar. Um, like they'll have like really, really nice shots and very, you know, panned out views of like a city. It looked really, really detailed and stuff. Fights are really well choreographed. It's just um, a lot of time taken for almost every scene and like, uh, the thoughts that went into how to convey certain emotions and stuff like that. It's just really impressive. Um, like, you can tell that they put a lot of thought into this. Um, and for 10 episodes, I think a lot of anime could flop in 10. Like, like they feel too rushed near the end. But this was, like, such a straightforward story that, like, it's not that very complicated. You could, you could tell the ending is going to come up, you know? Um... So you kind of already have an idea of what the ending's going to be, but that's okay. Like you're there for the ride and that's fine. I think simplicity really does beat out a overly complex, longer like anime, you know, for multiple seasons, you know, they, they went and shot straight and they hit the target for me. So straight to the point and everything. Yeah. You were kind of skeptical about going into Fire Force, but surprisingly really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, Fire Force is a... <laughs> Fire Force is really a sleeper, I think, for for um, anime right now. And it's sad that they won't be releasing another season for a while. I don't know why. But... If, if you like Fire Force, we always recommend, if you haven't already, to watch... Um... 
uh soul eater soul eater is very good the ending in the very anime good. i know is not nearly as good as the ending in the manga but you should still watch it though so i think it's still a very good watch mm-hmm. and um speaking of anime that is uh you know coming out uh that we alluded to um you know if you guys don't know spooky spooky times are ahead of us and with that comes like some new anime we got like i think there's a lot more but it's so far we got bleach chainsaw man mob psycho uh season four um my hero season five I think it's like season six. Season six. Yeah, and then, I didn't realize the anime is really long. There was another one, I feel like, but I can't Someone remember. Someone said One Punch Man, I think, is coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah, One Punch Man yeah. is being animated. They're going to have a tough time because the same studio that does Mob Psycho does One Punch Man. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell when, when they give up on some episodes to put budget into the other anime because that's what happened with mob cycle season three i think right where um that's what happened one to mob punch cycle man and one punch man one punch man like lost so much uh animation budget because mob cycle was going into its final fight and one punch one punch man's episodes were just ass for some reason but yeah um so you wanted to talk about bleach right miles Yes. So, in case, if you haven't seen it yet, Bleach did come out with the second trailer. And I was looking at the... First of all, it looks great. It looks absolutely great. And um, I'm a little skeptical about Disney taking over this release, um, getting their foot into the anime section, which I'm not a huge fan of because Disney has the money to monopolize a lot of things. And I don't want them to monopolize anime. Um, but looking at the looking at the trailer it's the best i think bleach has ever looked and i noticed that the production company in charge of it is um pierrot it's like p-i-e-r-r-o-t and -hmm. i thought they were a new production company thinking that you know they're trying to get their foot in the door with the big title Mm -hmm. but i looked them up and they actually have a lot of stuff they did naruto they're currently doing boruto they do black clover Mm -hmm. they did tokyo ghoul and then, you know, a bunch of, like, other, you know, random anime. But those are, like, the, the big ones. Mm-hmm. I think they even did Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. But all of those are pretty standard. You know, none of those, I think, were, like, really crazy detailed anime. They're very much just standard anime. Um, regular fights, nothing too crazy. So seeing them do this, I think, is, like, I don't know if it was just because of the budget that Disney may have given them. But it looks like it's going to be really good. And I was comparing it to, um, like, how MAPPA took uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, and that did really well. And now you see them doing Chainsaw Man. So, you know, they get back-to-back really good anime adaptations. So I'm curious to see what Studio Pirat is going to do after doing this Bleach, um, this Bleach uh, adaptation, or at least for this season. I wonder if it's because of the higher budget that they probably got from Disney or if they're just trying out something new because I haven't seen them do anything like this. But I'm very curious to see how well this season comes out animation-wise, especially with the fights, and to see what they're going to do next. If they're going to do like a big-name um, anime or a big-name uh, manga, because I hear a lot of manga getting adaptations coming up pretty soon within the next year or two. So we might be see might be seeing them in the limelight um, in the near future. So. Yeah, I just, I was, yeah. that was something I was talking about earlier today. 
uh, to add on to the news, Bleach confirmed to have uh, from, I think they said either 50 to 53 episodes in total. Like that, the... that is supposed to cover all of really? all of Thousand Year Blood War. The okay. Thousand Year Blood War, it's 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 less than a hundred or two hundred chapters. Yeah, it's two hundred chapters, but most of it is fighting. That's really good, honestly, because um I, I that might bode well for us getting a rewrite of the ending. Yeah. If it's fifty episodes, I'm pretty sure we might be getting the rewrite. Um because all of all of the thousand year blood war it could probably be condensed into like 10 to 15 episodes maybe a standard 24 if they really wanted to mm-hmm. but the the way it was paced it was paced very fast yeah um and we so we're probably going to end up getting maybe a little rewrite or something maybe some extra backstory hopefully no filler let's pray to god no filler yeah, I'm but praying no filler. I'm excited for the yeah. the 50 episode. The the episode to chapter ratio is crazy. That's a yeah. lot of episodes for as many chapters as there are. It's not like Jujutsu Kaisen though. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen will have like 10 chapters in one episode. Oh man. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Other than that, we have Mob Psycho, My Hero. My Hero is going to be really good. I remember reading that um the creator of my hero actually prefers the anime over the manga only because with the anime you can really he was he said that he was scared that people would get lost in a lot of the fighting scenes in the manga and the anime does a really good job at recreating those fights and giving them the justice that they deserve mm-hmm. so he he does well personally i preferred the anime because I, I just thought it was a really good anime to watch i even had a friend who said that he won't read my hero because he would rather watch it episode for episode because yeah. of how good it looked. And I'll admit it, because I'm watching, I'm reading My Hero right now, and like it's really good. But again, the, like after reading that, and then reading, looking at the fights in the manga, and then looking back at the fights that I've seen in the anime, it's a huge difference, you know, because they're really chaotic, especially as you get like later down in the series. So yeah. I'm definitely excited for the anime adaptation again for this upcoming season that's a there's a lot of finesse things in um in the manga that don't really translate over well or that don't translate well in the manga but translate over a lot better in the anime yeah that's the same thing that i feel like uh one piece has an issue with because i'd be reading the fucking fights and like the kaido fight especially like you know we're we were assuming a lot like of what's happening and how they're moving um so we don't get the pacing of like uh you know that impact of like zoro really taking the fucking uh that hit from big mom and kaido like they like in the anime they really made that shit like heavy like this man literally was holding back a blast that literally probably could have killed everybody um so it's the same thing i feel like manga that's a challenging thing in manga like how do you how do you properly choreograph a fight so that the viewers understand what's really happening during uh, each like clash or hit? Because it's it's really hard to like understand what's going on. Yeah, because with with anime, there's a lot of thinking that happens during the fights, and so it's kind of hard to like really. We like when you're reading it, you'll see like someone about to take a hit, 
and then there'll be like a like a full page of them thinking about what's about to happen and what they're going to do before the action is finished so it's kind of hard to really like follow the pacing and the the impact of those fights sometimes when reading it and then seeing it in the anime it's a little bit more in real time yeah so you can see like because i there's been times where like i've I've read a fight in a manga and then saw it in the anime and it just wasn't the same you know and not it wasn't even like they made any big changes to it but it just was different than what i had imagined it as i was reading it which just goes as far as like just reading anything and then watching the movie or the adaptation for it just in general Mm -hmm. so i I like i like watching both you know and be able to get both you know experiences yeah i wonder if there there would be someone who purely only wrote anime uh but never wrote a manga adaptation for it like i would want to see someone do that because honestly that could be more efficient for your storytelling you you cut out the time that you would for writing uh a bunch of panels and just put it all into choreographing all of that into an anime and then you, you know who does that? Who? Netflix. Ah, but <laughs> Netflix yeah. and all of the anime God style damn, shows, man. just off rip. But again, there's a huge difference in like quality. Netflix quality anime and like actual anime <laughs> adaptations. This yeah. is a whole, so I wouldn't even make that like a fair comparison. Yasuke was so bad. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> I, that's but, what I can think of. They should have kept that shit. Yeah um you, you were gonna say miles go ahead oh no that was it just looking at like the differences because i watched a lot of like um netflix anime and they're they're very much mid and that not to say that they're bad i mean they're just like some if you want to just watch something over the weekend it's just something to watch they they never do anything like game changing or being like damn that was like crazy i, I think any at like netflix anime compare and like directly compare it to like a traditional anime is probably going to lose. It's just like a lot of seven out of tens. Like uh, you can kind of tell that Netflix was trying to like make their anime selection a little bit more robust, so they gave us a lot of a lot of shit like Neo Yokio. Oh, I remember <laughs> that shit, Jaden Smith and that. <laughs> it's just like we y'all could have kept this shit. riding on a Toblerone. <laughs> oh, you know what? Netflix did um. Castlevania. It wasn't uh, an anime. It wasn't like an anime style, like um, animation. But it was really good. I actually really enjoyed Castlevania. And there was times when they did some of their fights, and like the animation was solid. It was like pretty good. I watched it twice, all the yeah. way through. I so I'll it. give it to Castlevania for sure. Castlevania was was Arcane was is also really good. I'll give it mm-hmm. to them, but Arcane is not an anime though. I I I don't, that's a different type of animation but right there. The question is if you were to have a traditional anime production company just go straight to the anime without using the manga, how well would it turn out? And I think using like Castlevania and even like Edge Runners and um and Arcane that you can make a really good story without doing a full manga beforehand. Mm-hmm. So if you just take that execution or you take that concept and use the execution of like an official or a more traditional anime uh, production team, I think you can do something really good. And they probably have some, you know, more obscure ones or something more like exclusive to Japan that we just don't know about. 
because they have a lot more media surrounding anime. Um, so it, I'm pretty sure they could do it. It's just, it's probably easier if you just have the manga to do the adaptation, because then you can just focus more on just animating compared to having to write it out. But I think they could do a pretty good job if they did both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of like, uh, good writing, <laughs> um, I've been fucking stuck on Atlanta. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, season four of Atlanta came out and I've been just, I, I've watched the first two episodes cause those were the only two available on Hulu after the season release, uh, this past Thursday and I've been enjoying it. Um, I can't talk about too much in detail about what's happening, but we can talk about where, uh, Miles and Ren is at, uh, and then kind of work our way from there. Um, so, Fabe, yeah. before we start, I do want to say, I do want to tell you this because you'll get a big ass head, but I did recently put someone on to Atlanta. Yeah. I was just telling him, he was like, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm watching Atlanta. You know, one of my homies put me on, so we've been watching it. Shit is crazy, but check it out, man. It's on Hulu. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, last we left off in Atlanta, um they were just they were leaving the pajama party um went and smoked weed with this frat house which <laughs> was crazy in and of itself and yeah. then Al Al went off on urn and he was saying like all this shit that I should be getting as an artist I'm not getting and that's literally your job is to help me get this shit you're not doing it for me and they kind of left it up in the air. Um, and like the last like two episodes of season two, like Ern was just fucked, like a nervous wreck. He was all over the place, but still just trying to get shit done, like kind of like drowning um, in whatever the fuck he was going, going through. Um, and then they make it through that day, get on the plane to, to Europe. Ern almost got uh, arrested with a gun in his fucking bag and gave it to, or put it in somebody else's bag, and that nigga got fucking took by TSA. And we had, like, a moment with Ern and Al on the plane where he was just like, listen, man, you're my family, and you're the only person that knows what I'm about, really. I need, I need, that's why I need you here. That's why you got to tighten up. That's what I took from Um flash forward uh, like a year they're in Europe and now we see them gallivanting around Europe and the thing that's really interesting about season three is that um, the, we season one and season two for me was just nigga moment after nigga moment like they were just running into random bullshit just having to deal with niggas doing nigga shit and navigating that um, but now in in, in Europe they're um they're dealing with just white people that's never interacted with a black person in their life and it shows it, they do a really they really hammer it home i remember fabe was telling us like yeah this, like the white people in the show are going to be really irritating and he was right because them niggas are irritating like the, <laughs> like, the, like europeans they just they're ignorant the difference between season two and season three is that in season two 
they pulled up to a frat house to smoke some weed, right? And they're in the living room with a bunch of, with a white frat sitting in front of a Confederate flag and a bunch of white boys with some guns, um, hazing a bunch of other white boys, right? So that's season two. Season three, Al is about to perform on stage in front of a bunch of white people doing blackface for a cultural event. That's the difference between season two and season three. And it's just, it's so dramatic in the shift, but it's like, it's so different. Cause like Rin was saying, they're in Atlanta. I walked up on, on like three, on three niggas that jumped them basically about to get shot. Like that's what, that was his day to day in Atlanta. Year later, they're in Europe and they're dealing with this kind of shit. People just walk around in blackface. And they don't know what the problem is. They're like, yo, happy blackface. Like, it's it's just what everybody's doing. Like, at the concert he was supposed to perform at, the entire audience was in blackface. And he's like, I'm not going out there to perform. And Ern was like, yeah, you're not going out there. And I have to deal with that. And then, like Rick was saying, like, the transition from season two to season three, we're really looking at Ern. And, like, in the last, because he was, he's been frantic. His, like, he just had about the shit going on with like, you know, his, his relationship, his daughter, his family, um, financial issues. And then the end of season two, he's getting all this shit together, right? He had to deal with like um, movie companies, like passports, just a, like worst case scenario on a, on a day you have to go catch a flight. He had to take charge of everything. And there was one point where he was talking to Darius or Darius and he was like, honestly, man, I don't understand how you're so calm. Everything in my life right now is turning to shit. Just terrible. But you see him still pushing through every single phase until all the way up until um, he got to the airport, like Bryn was saying. And everything worked out until he was about to put his bag through the scanner, through TSA, and he had a gun in it and that he just forgot to get rid of. And he gets through it. Someone else has to take the fall. And that's when it leads to the, the conversation in the plane with his cousin. But before that, we see this flashback of him in uh, middle school wearing the fake FUBU or wearing FUBU with another uh, one oh. of his classmates. And they were like, one's real, one's fake. And they were about to clown earn. Like if when they, they spent the entire episode trying to figure out which one of them had the fake FUBU. And whoever had the fake one was getting fucked up socially. And the other guy... He had the real FUBU. When they first looked at when they first compared him, you knew he had the real FUBU. But his cousin Al was like, look, man, it's not about being right or wrong. It's all about the confidence. And in the end, when they were about to expose Ern for the fake one, Al pulled up and he's like, Man, fuck y'all. This is the real one. My cousin, my cousin the real one. It's that nigga with the fake one. Lying. But he did that to take care of his cousin. That was his family, knowing damn well that he was in the wrong or that it was the fake. But he took care of him. And then crazy shit happened with the other kid. But fast forward, they're on the plane and Ern had to do what he had to do to get onto the plane and make sure that his cousin was all right. And that's when that's when that conversation happened. He was like, look, man, you don't like I'm the you the only one that I'm surrounded by that actually knows who I am and that fucks with me on this kind of level. And it kind of showed how like how. Earn was kind of like how, the progression that he's kind of made over the years. We've seen him in his current time, really frantic, trying to figure shit out, and it's just taking L after L. And then we see him as a kid, not really knowing what to do and how to navigate things and how his cousin was there for him. And then 
full flash forward, they're on the plane to Europe. And Earn was making all those moves and at the very end had to do what he had to do and basically sent someone else to prison or whatever or to TSA uh, security and missed that flight because they were supposed to go on, on the trip with them. He did what he had to do for his cousin. And so, you know, obviously, like, they may not be perfect and they may, may not be making the best moves 100% of the time. But at the end of the day, they have each other's back. And then we flash forward a year later and they're pretty much smooth sailing. So we get that time skip and they're in, like, a much better position. So, yeah, it's pretty good. But the white people in this show, tragedies. <laughs> just, just, I mean, like... <laughs> Like the first two episodes wasn't even story. It was just white people doing crazy shit just to prepare you for what we're about to experience in Europe. The shit is crazy. And the thing is, um, when this season first came out, I forgot to give the people some uh, preamble. Uh, we're talking about Atlanta. It's a show made by uh, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. Um, really basically a genius okay i don't get how you don't know him um <laughs> and uh it's just a a story literally about a rapper on the come up with his friends that's it that's the story um and along the way there's a lot of insightful stories and topics that are kind of brought up through these characters um a lot of it having to do with a lot of uh racial injustices that uh you know black people got to deal with on the daily uh what up k thank you so much for pulling up um so you know a lot of the stuff that we're talking about like it's it's so surreal like how they introduce it it's not um always gonna be direct like white people bad this this that you know um like literally uh the first episode of season season three which is not much of a spoiler at this point is based off of a real life event uh with a um a, a, a kind of like um like not a foster home but in a sense like these two like yeah a group home these two women these two white women were um running this group home of you know orphans and uh they were using by the way all of them black all of them were black and they were using them for manual labor um for their business for growing crops in their yard or whatever like kale or whatever shit like they and and they didn't even treat them right on top of that. They, they didn't feed them well. Um, those kids were severely oil. abused in various ways. And in the end, in the show at least, it has a positive ending. In real life, that ending is not so positive. Um, and it, go, it goes to show like various things that are wrong, not only with, you know, white people in general, right? Like, but on top of that, like the uh the um social um what it what is that uh what is that agency? 
oh, like uh, social, social services, like social workers, right? Mm-hmm. Like their job is really hard. Um, sometimes you get people who actually really care about their job. Um, sometimes you get people who literally will put children into homes that definitely aren't going to be safe for them. Um, and you know, I, I mean, like I've known people who've been through the foster system. They have always said that their experience has been a tough one. Um, and it's, it's no coincidence that, uh, most of the people who say that are POC, it's no coincidence. Like most of the people I've known who've gone through the foster system and hated it were POC. So, and I would, I would also like to say like, it's not like, um, like a problem with, with white people per se. Yeah. Right. Um, but there is a cultural disconnect yeah um a lot of nuance was missed and like the mom when she that so the kid in this little it was like kind of a little vignette like a little short story it was called Mm -hmm. three slaps um the kid was acting up in class he was really excited jumped up on this table and started dancing expressing himself you know it was disruptive and the 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 teachers called in the parents and said he like has a learning disability we don't have the facilities to to handle your kid and she was like what do you mean you don't you don't have the facilities give him detention if he's acting up why are you calling me here mm-hmm. um and then she handled it herself made the kid dance you know any break like it's not right it's not okay <laughs> right but it's like we've all seen that shit like you want to dance so much dance right now and then you can yeah. <laughs> Do a little name name in front of your mom. You get embarrassed. I'm not saying it's good, but at the same time, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of context that is missed from the outside in, mm-hmm. especially with parenting in like a a, a a household of color, right? Um, and so these white people they saw that like all this shit was going on. The granddad came and slapped the kid and said, "What's the problem?" and then the teacher was like this is not okay i'm calling cps this is like you're we're getting you out of there without like really getting to know the situation you know and it just kind of shows like um there's a like an expectation of black incompetence Mm. um that we often see that's often unsaid like like people that aren't you know of of black culture they don't understand they'll see they'll see things and um just assume the worst you know yeah Mm -hmm. that Um, makes me what are you saying no no, no, go ahead um by and large the kid wasn't like in a bad situation Mm -hmm. he was in a black household um black economics you know like a lot of shit that goes on every day um that a lot of people just wouldn't understand and she pulled up. Well, actually, you know what? Hold on. I do want to say that mom was crazy for kicking that nigga out because the teacher called CPS and then she said, oh, you called the cops on me. All right, you got to go and kick that nigga out of the house and sent him to uh, foster care with the CPS. So she's fucked up, too. Like, all that shit's fucked up. Yeah. Um, but we just kind of get to see, like, what, like, where everyone is failing. Yeah, like all along the all along the the way, and at the end of the day, the only person that really got fucked over was that kid. 
Yeah. I was gonna but say. he but he learned though he learned when he got back yeah that's true I mean he's but the mom the one thing that was going through his head was the mom saying these white people are gonna kill you you need to stop acting up in class you need to do your work because the these people do not care about you you're gonna be dead or in jail stop playing around in front of these white people. Yeah. and yeah his foster parents tried to kill him yep so yeah. he, she was right and he he walked he walked all the way home first of all found the key he saved those other kids casual as fuck there because there was four kids total he he helped them escape let those two white women die or kill themselves left the kids so they got video. found by the by the police and he walked home he saved them and walked home in his bare ass socks got into the house with with boxers and and um a, a white beater and went straight to wash the dishes. Didn't, didn't say hi to nobody. Didn't say I'm home. Didn't get, get a glass of water. This nigga just went to wash the dishes. Yeah. And <laughs> the mom came in. She said, oh, you're back? Say, is this spaghetti, spaghetti. in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> bro, I would have been that was crying, bro. I would have been crying at that point. Tears would have been rolling down my face. No, no I was going to say, uh, what Bren was saying... Uh, reminds me of the joke that one um one comedian was telling i forgot his name but he was like you know when your white friends come over and then they see like your interactions with your parents oh. and then they're like you know they see your they see your mom yelling at you to do something and then they're like hey man she can't talk to you like that that's not oh. cool <laughs> what, what's his name i freaking every spears Oh, that shit is so funny. Shit is like, funny. You can't do that, man. This is your Dude, what the fuck? Hey, bro. You want <laughs> me to go? You, <laughs> you want me to go talk to her? <laughs> <laughs> no, that shit. That shit is so funny to me because the like that shit is realistic. It's it's very so real. True. Um, just the thing is when he was household. Yeah, because yeah. when he was saying that story, like I, to me, the mom didn't say anything wrong. She didn't. She didn't do anything. She came in. He was playing video games, and the room was dirty. And she said, "Clean this shit up before I take this. Uh, before I take the game." Like when he was telling that story, I'm like, "This shit is mad mild." Like she didn't even hit him, didn't yeah. beat him, didn't do nothing. Just said, "Uh, clean the room. Try me, motherfucker. Try me," and walked away. That was that's the best that she could have done. If he had his room clean, guess what? Wouldn't have happened. Easy. Yeah. But the white kid was like, "Hey, dude, <laughs> do that, man. Hey, man, that's not cool." Oh, you want me to go yeah. talk to her? <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the part that gets me. <laughs> like, um, okay, so in that short, the one thing that really got me was when um that little nigga ran up to the police officer. Yes, and I need to go home. Please help me. And she said, Yeah, we're raising four black kids, and we always have to let them know that the police are their friends. Had to talk with Yeah. Okay. That reminded me of out. He said everybody was a part of it. He couldn't get he couldn't go to anyone. I, like that that right there was emblematic of the entire short. Like the police are your friends. Oh Ren, your mic is doing that thing. Am, am I cutting off? Uh just you were for a bit. second. All right, I turned my noise suppression off. Yeah. Um, um but yeah it, if you're black the police talk everyone every black kid is at it um and it is the police friends and like 
that that whole episode was like just you know like just trying to insert themselves into a that really like this room or in that culture uh because it's it's not it's not for you the the police are not your friends if you're black the police are your adversary and you have to do everything you can to get the fuck stay the fuck away from them mm-hmm. um and it was just, it was a little powerful moment you know i thought it was interesting yeah the the one of the i i forgot to get into it but like the biggest uh issue that people had with this season i think i don't know which a particular crowd this was like i don't know how to like really identify them um but they said that it was too uh preachy about like a lot of these issues and i was like watching it and i was like nah because even in the original first two seasons like there were a lot of moments earned going on a date with van um them going to the pajama party like there were multiple instances of where um there was commentary on uh you know just being black in in different spaces like what that looked like and mm-hmm. um i think i don't know maybe people are not so used to it being um amplified just a little but these stories are still very powerful like i would laugh my i'm still laughing my ass off through these seasons like I'm still laughing my ass off, but I'm also like, like coming out of them, coming out of these episodes, like thinking a lot. Like I, 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 I was telling you guys, like, uh, when I when I was first watching season three, every episode made me sit back and think, like, so hard, like, and and critically, like, analyze, like, damn, like, what what is my place in this world? Like, what does that look like? And um, once you get into like the other episodes, you're gonna kind of see what I mean, because it, it gets even more and more into that that zone. And he's, I don't know if it's like what you know Donald Glover was going for, like he wanted us to analyze ourselves in context to European culture, who literally started slavery and stuff. Like, I don't know if that's his goal or if it's to create this weird kind of commentary. But he's doing something right. Like, in my eyes, he's doing something right because he's sparking these conversations, or he was at the mm-hmm. time. He was sparking these conversations about these topics. And I think if anyone who creates media or creates some type of content, like, I think that's what your goal is. It sparks something. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what I would say, I have two things to say. So the first one is, I think the reason why people feel like this is so preachy is because I think this is the only series that's doing, that's pointing out these things or these topics on such a severe level. No other series is really doing anything like this on this level. So it's really easy to isolate it and be like, this is so different. And they say like, oh, this is why it's different because it's so preachy. Like, But I think it's because it's the only um, form of media that's really like painting these pictures so it's really easy to isolate it and be like this is different this is weird but like a like you said it sparks a lot of conversations that i think people may not be ready to have or just haven't had and now they're like oh you know this is making me think differently this is kind of just kind of weird and they don't have anything else to compare it to so it's different in, in a good reason but people may not be like thinking about it on that level and the other thing is um there was the episode where it was the white guy and the black guy on the boat. 
mm. um, in the water. Yeah. And the white guy was telling him like what it means to be white. And he yeah. said, anybody could be white with enough money and blood. And when you're white, you're blind to like all the other non-white issues and things like that. Mm-hmm. And as we're, as they're going through Europe, that's all I'm thinking about is that conversation. Because you see them hanging out with a lot of white people because they're in Europe. But they were like at that billionaire's uh, house party. And it was like one black guy there. Um, Darius was with that group of white people who were going through like the white guilt and trying to make a really small comment that someone made to him. Super racist, which it really wasn't. Um, you see them kind of like interacting with like rich white billionaires who have like $20,000 buy-ins for poker tables. So they're living a very, very different life than they were a year ago in Atlanta. When uh, when Al put up to the poker table, dude just poured the bag of money out onto the table. That wasn't something he could do a year ago. Mm-hmm. All the things he was saying, like, as I'm a rapper, as I'm like, as you're my manager, you should be putting me on to a bunch of like this crazy new lifestyle. And they did. They live very differently. When they when Van, when Darius went to go get Van from this, um from wherever she was, yeah, he was like, airport. oh, yeah, we have a driver. He can take us wherever we want. We can do whatever we want in Europe right now. Because of what Ernest done for Al as a manager. So they live a very different lifestyle than they did in Atlanta. Because Atlanta, they were surrounded by niggas and they were treated like niggas. But now in Europe, it's a different kind of problem. But they're living a lot better than they were before. The hotel rooms that they have, the people that they're talking to, the things that they're doing. They're not stressed. Al got arrested. And um, first of all, he was in a Swedish jail. That shit was he was he ordered off the menu. Like he was chilling. He was upset when he got bailed out. Yeah, that jail scene was crazy. Yeah. But Ern pulled up and was like, Yeah, we need a twenty thousand dollar advance on our uh, on our payout. And they said, Okay, cash. That's not something that they could have done a year ago. So I wonder as we're like moving forward into the series, you know, like I keep looking back at that conversation about anybody can be white depending on you know like um like the positions that they're in he was like you think he said like being white is like and being in a time of place or something like that yeah so i wonder like if they're going to like portray an idea of like them losing themselves because of where they are but i know you said that in like season four they get back to atlanta so i want to see the i've seen the differences in their um in their problems going from atlanta to europe and so I'm kind of curious to see what their problems are going to look like going from Europe back to Atlanta and how they address them. Yeah. So it's... again, like moving forward, I'm really, I'm just keep thinking about that conversation about what that guy was saying about what it means to be white. That, that and conversation the side effects of it. is also extended uh, from that story he was telling about the lake. And that lake does mm-hmm. exist um, mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And everything that he said was true. Like, used to be a black town and they flooded that whole town they were self-governed they were taking care of themselves yep and and they they built the dam just to flood them yep literally just to flood them and i thought the white guy was gonna kill the black guy yeah i thought they were gonna i thought he was gonna kill him but um it's true (laughs) though if you go there or look on the news um about that lake people go missing you go in the water and you swim you go missing like they're it's actually very, very scary. Um, but that's my meeting greet at the lake. 
<laughs> nah, nah, we're not doing that. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch on for for where you guys are at? I feel like we really uh, covered most of the stuff so far. But I really want you guys to get done with season three so we can talk about the other stuff. That's we, we watch it every night. We got a lot where, of shit to watch. Like, yeah, we watch Atlanta. We got to catch up on Game of Thrones. That's what that's gonna yeah. be. Uh, Pain in the ass. I know them episodes are gonna be like an hour thirty minutes or something. It's only four episodes, but that's six hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, speaking of like insightful stuff and uh, other other uh shows that are being insightful, I think Atlanta does it really well. But um, I've been watching She Hulk, and She Hulk, if you guys don't know, is the new animated series that that is on or not animated but like live action slash cgi series that marvel has for our uh, on disney plus um thank for the gifted to a khalil <laughs> sam <laughs> crazy <laughs> um and so you, so she she hulk is just about basically what it sounds like um bruce banner's cousin uh becomes a hulk and you would think that it would be a very nice commentary on, uh, you know, women who uh, need to be uplifted in, in certain places, especially in the superhero space, um, or even in careers such as, like, law. Um, you would think yeah, that they, she... would, they would handle that very well. Uh-huh, go ahead. Isn't she, like a, a like, a superhero attorney or something like that? Yeah, she is a she the plot the plot goes from her becoming an a, a attorney to being hired to specifically only represent cases that have to deal with superhumans whether they're villains or heroes oh word yes like she's not specifically representing one side or the other she is just an attorney that's giving cases and then whatever the firm tells her to take a stance on she has to take a stance on so she's an attorney for superhumans. For superhumans, not like superheroes. Um, but like so far in the show, I don't know if chat, if anybody's been watching it, um, or if you guys have heard the controversies and the news about it. Um, so far, I would like to say that it sucks uh, for... I mean, I don't want to be like a hypocrite in my own language for like saying what we said about like Black Ariel... Um, but I can tell when, you know, they put a lot of effort into this. The sad part is, um, <laughs> I just saw that question by Latino Leprechaun, bro. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> uh, but the sad part about the sad part about this, uh, this show is that the writing is so weak that it's not even the character's faults. Like they're they're charming characters. The main character is charming enough. It's just it feels so ingenuous, uh, and too on the nose about certain issues. For example, uh, the very famous scene that everybody says that this show fucks up on, and that's the moment where we realize like this is what this show is gonna be about. She is meditating with Bruce, and Bruce is like, "You gotta control your anger." to be able to go into Hulk or out of Hulk, you know? So he's trying to guide her through this process. Then she sits up and she's like, 
you know what? I can control my anger because I've been catcalled and I've been uh um been through situations where men have explained to me how to do my job and all this, this and that, like these things that you know I go through as a woman, I can control my anger anytime. And the thing is, that's not what Bruce was getting at. Bruce was never said that uh she as a woman couldn't control her anger. He was just plainly saying like yo if you get too angry people can get hurt you are a super fucking human like one one false move someone sets you off like you're you're probably taking down the whole city block and he was saying it for good reason because he's been through those situations right like he's saying it out of experience not out of like because she's a woman and like he had some type of prejudice against her uh being very unable to control her emotions like you know what i'm saying so it was like scenes like that that like pop out of nowhere and you're like confused more than uh like angry i'm more confused about how they thought their message was gonna get across by writing it that way um because there could have been multiple ways they could have written that in and subtly said, well, you know, you're right. Like, you know, typically, like, for you, you got to control your anger because, you know, if your heart rate spikes and this, isn't that. But, like, for me, like, some of my anger stems from this. Like, these issues. Like, mm-hmm. this is where my anger comes from. And I want to control it, but I struggle with it. You know, not that, oh, like you are undermining me because I'm woman, you're man. Like, it was just so very, you know, I don't know. Like, hostile for no reason. Um, It's like, um, because, like, again, there was a meditating thing. He was training her how to um, control her anger on just, like, a more neutral level, just saying, like, you know, this is just what it means or what you have to do as the Hulk. Um, But they kind of just, like, like you said, it was mainly, like, a writing Thing because they definitely could have had that conversation but in a more natural way yeah compared to it being because again like like men and women probably have like they have different um things that like probably make them upset yeah just this as a whole and so just different things that they have to fight and different challenges um and i think there's just better ways to act especially if you're writing it there's better ways to construct certain conversations so they can come out more natural and more authentic and i haven't seen it but based off of what of like what that sounds like it seems like it's very much just like a full 180 or a full shift in that current um just in that current conversation yeah um a lot of the conversations go that way um it just feels so unnatural very forced very very forced like there is another scene when she is coming home from work right and she gets ran up on um at her house by these random people all of them white men all of them and uh i was watching a video uh introspective uh on the criticism for this show and just in general the criticism for the recent marvel films and shows and uh, one consistency was all the villains have been white cisgendered men. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm saying like, 
if if you're struggling to write complex villains who actually have like interesting backgrounds and stories and motivations and you have to do the low-hanging fruit of well who's the easiest person to hate on in society like you have to choose a white cisgendered man for those roles that seems like really um uncreative to me like a bit pandering would you say yeah very pandering uh like every for some reason every man that she meets in this show uh who's a dick is white and and cisgendered like they're just written as dicks like literally her co-workers would be like oh a woman can't do that very very forced very on the nose all the white men in that show dicks the only people who aren't uh dicks who are men are people of color um people who have clear um uh different uh uh sexual orientation or like sexual uh preferences you know um how their identity is uh their gender identity and stuff like those things come off clear but like it's just weird it's very uncomfortable to see that weird um labeling of uh constantly being like white male cisgendered you're a villain or you're just a dick like that's what that show does all the time and uh me and my roommate just watch it because we want to we just want to see where this goes like honestly it's, it's not we even already started it we already, finish. <laughs> we already started it but it's just like it's so it's so hard to watch it's so forced, it's, uncomfortable it's like the the messages um i don't think are inherently bad messages but it just seems like the writing and how they're executing it is pretty bad yeah that that's what it that's what it sounds like it, it's very sad um and and that's how most of the Marvel movies have been going. Did you guys watch uh Doctor Strange? Mm-mm. You didn't. All right, never mind. I'm not even gonna bring that up then. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, but it, I I've been hearing about Disney taking over Marvel and kind of just shitting shit out just left and right. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're really they're putting much um emphasis on the quality of these, and they're kind of just putting them out. It's more like it seems like it's been a like a, a pattern of quantity over quality yeah i heard that um a lot of the the marvel series that they've made have been made in bulk so a lot of the shit that we see now is just going to be shit until the next phase of the like filming of these series like yeah fucking what was it um what was like one of the early ones like winter soldier or something yeah that was being filmed at the same time as like she-hulk and so we're just getting oh. all their backlog. Yeah, that makes sense. And some of them were uh, really, really good. Like Loki was probably one of the best ones. I, re- I recommend that one. Very, very good. Um, yeah, the context, I guess, really does matter when they actually film these things and what happened during that time, whether it was a pandemic or something else had happened that stopped production or had to come in the middle of that. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. But, um, I mean, let me answer Latino Leprechaun's question. Given the chance, y'all clapping She-Hulk. 
So She Hulk, I think, is six six or six seven. I was just about to check the height. Yeah, She Hulk. She Hulk is six seven. Six fifty. She's she's six seven and six hundred and fifty pounds. Six hundred fifty pounds. How the fuck does she get up as elevator? I am about to work on the hip thrust. <laughs> the All right. goal is six fifty. How many plates is that? Look, I'm I'm trying to think here. Like, she she's tall. She's very tall. She's very muscular too. Um, the thing is, whose whose cheeks are really getting clapped? Um, it's, <laughs> that that is the true question. Cause that's a big question. There, there's actually a t- uh, a scene inside the show where like she's on a date with a guy, and like, uh, you know, they're about to like do the thing, and she carries him. Like she carries him into the bedroom, <laughs> and. Honestly, I wouldn't mind that. Look, I'm not I, gonna lie. <laughs> I don't mind. I I do not mind. But, yeah, if 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 she's carrying me to the bedroom, I'm she can do whatever she wants to me. Yeah, I'm getting my. <laughs> I'm going. I'm, my I'm going to say, She Hulk, in Hulk form, is my ideal type. So yes, the answer is yes. Remember, ladies, if you're not buff and big. Big vertically, like miles don't fuck. Yeah, if you're not six seven, under six seven, don't talk to me. Mm -mm. (laughs) Only D one (laughs) prospects. Oh man, she said I'm with that. Uh, I got back when we were talking about the hip thrust. Uh, We were just answering Latino Leprechaun's question about whether or not we would, uh, given the chance be with She-Hulk and uh it's it's a unanimous yes FML supports the 67 buff archetype very good yeah love me a big bit <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um so do we want to talk about gaming or did that. did we play the Modern Warfare Two beta? Did you nobody, play it, Fabe? Because I didn't know play. play Fabe did not play. But you know I... what? Let's talk about let's talk about uh um what the fuck is that game that we just played? Oh, what? Shatterline. Uh, Shatterline? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. Let's talk about Shatterline. Rip, Fabe just off rip. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm gonna. No, Let's preface it. All right. So Shatterline <laughs> is uh, the newest early access game off of off of uh. Yes, fucking Steam. It's in early access beta right now. It's a little shooter. It has a little story campaign or whatever the fuck. Um, take it away, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know shit about this fucking game. Um, actually, let me. Uh, I want to pull up the game's description. So, Miles, go ahead and tell them. Uh, I guess what your thoughts are first on the game how it felt the <laughs> controls let me i just want to i just want to read the description of this game yeah that's crazy <laughs> the game was very standard it's very early access you play it, it it just spells out early access for you it plays like it's early access mechanics are very early access executions very early access it's not a 
bad game. I've been hearing a lot of mixed reviews. I it took us a while to get into it, so I heard about it longer than what I played it for. And people said, you know, it's really fluid, it's really fun, you know, damn near Call of Duty. And then some people were saying, like, oh, it just plays really weird. It's kind of inorganic. We got into it. I have the latter opinion. I think it did play a little weird. The, the movements just didn't seem very fluid. Again, all of this is taken with a grain of salt because it's early access. But it was just kind of hard to, to get into for the time that we were playing it. The movement was kind of weird. I think like shooting was kind of weird. It was early. It were so pretty early in the game. They had a kind of a different tier system when it came to unlocking guns um, and just getting attachments and things like that. I wouldn't compare it to Call of Duty, but again, Call of Duty is a triple triple A game. Like that's like it's a main game, so you can't really compare it to anything else. If I had to compare it to something, it'd be Splitgate, and I think I enjoyed Splitgate more than I did Shatterline. Mm. And Splitgate was also early access, but I think the execution of it was a little bit better than what Shatterline was. Yeah, they they also had this um the the agent mechanic where like you pick an agent, uh, um, yeah, you only had one abilities. agent per team. Yeah, so everybody had their everybody had two unique abilities and then an ult basically that was on recharge. Um, I didn't really like that in in uh in in pubs. It just felt kind of kind of weird to me. Again, when I play pubs, I'm pretty much when I'm playing a game like this, I'm comparing it to Call of Duty, and it just wasn't that. It just didn't seem as casual as I would have liked it to be. Yeah. It seemed like a lot of thought to put into a game that wasn't really all the way there. So let me First, read the description here. Um says shatter line is a free-to-play arena fps with roguelike co-op mode expedition as well as several traditional pvp modes such as tdm conquest uh bomb and escort players can choose from eight unique operatives and armory of 25 weapons that can be customized via attachments so basically what miles said um uh where do i start <laughs> the the game out of 10 it's an early access i'm gonna give it a 6.5 what that's crazy that that might be your craziest opinion 6.5 out of 10 babe i was expecting you to say two <laughs> i'm i'm gonna give it a four you're giving it a four? four. Yeah. Friend, I mean, what are you, like, what are you giving this game? Um, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Like with these games, especially within like the first couple weeks of the release, I try to hold my opinion. So to be honest, I don't really have a rating yet. From what I've played so far, tentatively, it's a five for me. Like, and that's not like a neutral like stance. It's just like Nothing really spectacular stood out. Um, the graphics were kind of mid, but it's early access. The game, the guns, the TTK was really ass, but it's early access. So all of these like things that I'm thinking are, that are like, mm -hmm. what the fuck yeah, would you do? Yeah, are going to be changed. So like, it's like, yeah, this is shit, but it's early access. And so as it stands right now, it's a five because there's just lack of any like any actual shit. Yeah. So my my opinion is the same as as uh, as Ren. Like I'm giving it a four based off of what I've played. I've only played two games. I've only played two full pub games. 
So don't take my opinion of the game as an accurate representation of the entire game itself. I only played the um, the opening credit game, so I haven't played any of the online or any of the uh, the story co-op. So I have nothing there. I have no opinion on that. Um, I've only played two pub games. I think they were like TDM. Um, so again, I haven't played the game enough to be like, this is my entire synopsis and opinion of the game. I played two. But after those two games, I have not thought about the game once. I haven't thought about getting back into it, giving it to try. It has not <laughs> shattered shit. <laughs> it has not really caught my attention the way any other game is played. Like I yeah. said, I compared it to uh, to Splitgate. Splitgate was fun. We streamed Splitgate. We played multiple. We had multiple sessions. Many of hours. Splitgate. We played the the uh, the rank system in Splitgate. So that was fun. That was something that was like I played two games and it made me want to play more. I played. We played it all the way through, um, through uh, basically for the time that it that it played for. Like bit. like around now, it was like two K and Splitgate, and then we just played that until COD. Halo dropped for a little bit, and that was some bullshit. Shout out! Thank you for the sub, Eddie Swizz. Was good. What's up with you, gang? Um, thank you for pulling up. Yeah, yeah right now we're just talking about um about Shatterline. Shatterline, but yeah, like I mean, you know, again, this is basically first impressions. Um, there's a lot of games that I played for the first time and maybe didn't like, and then just went back to give it a second try. Yeah. Um, for me personally, from what I played so far, Shatterline has not given me any kind of incentive or one encouraged me to try it again. Yeah. Yeah. But so, there's people who play it and enjoy it, and I'm not gonna. My I can say it's a bad game. My takeaway of it is that like it's a shooter, <laughs> like <laughs> that you go you gonna motherfucking shoot niggas like it it doesn't. But the thing is, it doesn't do anything new, and it doesn't do anything well or diff. Like it, it, it's it's a shooter. If I wanted to play Shatterline, I would play Call of Duty. And if I wanted to, if I really wanted to play nothing like something other than Call of Duty, but still felt like Call of Duty, I would play Splitgate. Yeah, or something. That's... Anything. That that right there is the perfect statement for this game because it. <laughs> Khalil's comment said that should feel like paladins. That that's that's a hot take. Um, <laughs> um, but no. Uh, the thing is, it's like this game doesn't do anything better than other games. It just seems to do okay, and it, that goes from the movement being weirdly weirdly yeah. fluid at sometimes but also like your character feels so floaty like you jump like, high but you can't r wall run yeah like, yeah but you you slide across the map in one go yeah like, okay. like it's weird it, it's no i think the execution of it was just nah before. this game made me really miss titanfall 2 while exactly. playing it like while I was, I was playing like, well, it, I, I could be playing Titanfall two right now. Like this shit is. And, <laughs> and then, every time you're playing Sh um, Shatterline, you're thinking about another game. The verticality <laughs> they they add verticality in the game, but then they make you press an action button to actually like mantle up onto like what what is that? What sense not, does not that all make? characters can use it. Not, not all characters, all characters can, can move up. Why? Like what? What does that mean? Like I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the the abilities from from the two characters I played from the uh, Basara or whatever I fell in love with two people anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they got going for them they got well designed characters anyway <laughs> that's true 
Not the white nigga with dress. That's kind of crazy. No, nah, that's kind of crazy. They got to take that nigga out the game. That's a hate crime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just talking about Atlanta. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, but the characters that they have, they're cool. They're nicely designed. It's interesting, but the abilities are kind of whack. Um, they don't feel snappy, like uh, like as if you're um, like throwing grenades and stuff. It, everything feels like it's taking extra longer to do yeah my like niggas run and then you holster your gun and unholster it for the running animation that's kind of boof no other game does that the map design isn't bad that was one thing that stood out to us when we're when we're first playing it the maps weren't bad it didn't feel like i was being spawn trapped Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like uh one team was just grouped up in one place constantly it was just hard to react to people pulling up um Mm-hmm. I think the, they, the gunplay was really weird too. Yeah, the TTK was weird. Um, this wasn't a huge fan. Maybe it'll improve with like unlocking different weapons. We haven't played to that point. I uninstalled it live on stream. If you, if you guys want to see that video, um, we'll probably clip it and post it on uh on the uh Twitter. So make sure you stay follow. Um, but yeah, the, the it, it's it's a game. Yeah. in early but, access so but yeah. even before we got into it the moment i heard about shatterline and its release and what it was the very first thing that i thought was this is just a buffer game for call of duty mm-hmm. this is not going to live past modern warfare 2's release especially yeah. now with like the with this being beta weekend all the way through tuesday and yeah. then we're getting the second weekend of it on on saturday Shatterline probably going to disintegrate over the next week. Uh, and you know who you sound it. like. You know who you sound like. I have, but this is a real like opinion. You're shit. You just, you just mad. Oh, why are you hating on? You were talking out of anger. No, there nah. was no, there's no new game coming Fair. out that was going to occupy mm, that nah, space. No, no. Fair. You yeah. realize? All right, we're 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 going to multiverses talk you they fix the hitboxes like the things that you're complaining about they're fixing i don't understand why you you, you don't want to push back the two-month timeline that you gave them um so let me so right now when they first launched they had like concurrently 153 over 153k of of players and people uh twitch streaming it today there are only on steam this is from steam the live count right now is at 12k it's respectable but nobody nobody's gonna be talking about multiverses after october 12k is not too shabby man it's not too shabby but it's gonna be niche it's gonna be niche for sure no, I saw someone playing um, Knockout City. Oh, yeah. They were playing Knockout City, and right now it has 158 viewers. That's pretty good. Yeah, on Where Twitch, how many viewers does uh, Multiverse have right now? But this is based off of who's like people streaming it. Streaming right it, now. right. Yeah. 2, on 2.7K. On, on Steam, the, the concurrent players right now is 12K. Uh, live right now is 10 8k right now so okay. they they've hit this they had hype they're real hyped up with it everybody was hyped and that hype has now died 
it's settled down. We're at a we're at a plateau now. This is where it's gonna plateau at. All right, we just gotta see how it does for the competitive. You know, once the competitive team pops, then <sighs> once it can, yeah. With me though, like any games that drop end of summer, I essentially treat it as a buffer game for the fall releases, just holistically. Like just most games that are coming out, Splitgate came out same time last year. You get us ready for Call of Duty. Like the the it's the spring and the fall releases every year for games. And so winter and summer is when like these smaller games get to come out and have their time to shine. If they mm-hmm. dropped uh if they dropped multiverses and um and uh Shatterline with Call of Duty, like wow, or like right after it dropped. That's it would not do well. And and COD Warzone is Warzone 2 is coming out too, so that's even worse. Like that that's the thing. This was the only time they could they could possibly drop this game. And they're gonna have to ride it out. They they have 12k before Call of Duty's coming out during a um a beta weekend. That's pretty good. Honestly, yeah. A lot of people were on on Call of Duty. If they can ride it out until March, like they're gonna be straight. I think they're gonna be able to balance themselves around twenty to thirty k. Yeah, they they have eight thousand people playing, and there's seventeen thousand people watching Modern Warfare two right now. Mm. I, I so think the the numbers are looking okay for for the environment that that they're in. Their their goal is to make their competitive scene actually viable. Like that's the only way that they're gonna keep niggas around that around that uh game and like niggas are gonna play it. yeah niggas are gonna play it the khalil just said in the chat rec gonna play it and it's gonna be at 30 to 40k it's true i mean like they could pay more people it's 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 warner brothers they got money they had mm-hmm. money to pay people to to get this shit like really rolling they still got money to pay people to keep it rolling i'm i'm not i'm not saying that they can't keep this game alive or in front of people's faces but niggas gonna be niggas you know nigga gonna pop in warzone and be like yo let me squad up you know multiverse is only two players right now like there's only a two-player mode that was my only like issue with multiverse when it came out because i i'm always playing with more than two people so i can't play like for for me to get the most out of multiverse with all my friends we'd have to be playing 2v2s Mm-hmm. That, that's it after, after that like i'm not really playing with the people that i want to play with how i want to play with them right. so for me that was just a, a downside okay i have some numbers here fabe can you tell me the all-time peak of uh multiverses uh depends on the site that you're on the site i'm on the all-time peak uh uh are you on uh, steam chart all time i'm on steam db uh dot info Okay. Yeah, we're probably all time peak was two months ago at 153k. Steam DB. Um, and what's the 24 hour peak? The 24 hour peak is 11k, close to 12. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you said you said how much for the all time peak again? You said 30k. No, all time is 150. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Um, I'm looking here. DBZ, all right. DBZ has been out a lot longer than um than uh 
than multiverses. DBZ's all time peak is forty four k. That's a lie. Look, look at the look at the history. <laughs> on, on PC, on PC, it's forty four k. Forty four, but like how many months ago? How many months ago? Okay, but but let's look. This let's is look. an all time, like from the past five years. Wait, is multiverses on console too? Yeah, it yeah, is. it's on console. Okay, so they're both multi platform. Yeah, we. I I'm just saying, people I'm play doing... on PC. Yeah, exactly. There's probably more yeah. people on PS4. More people on, on console. Yeah, I think on PS4. I think um, I think Fighters is probably more of a console game than it is PC. Yeah, that's for sure. Let's see. Consoles where most people play multiverses, I I won't deny that yeah. either. I don't know if Sony uh gives their numbers out like that though. I'd be yeah, impressive. Yeah, they don't. They don't open up their numbers like that. I wish it's they did. For, It'd be nice. No, this is for Xbox. On Xbox, it's it was a thousand people or thirteen hundred for the last thirty days in Dragon Ball Fighters. Yes. But what I'm saying, what the point I'm trying to make here is that these numbers, you know, doesn't really spell like if you look at a game like Dragon Ball Fighters and compare it to like multiverses. You're saying multiverses is out of here, but multiverses is blowing DBZ out of the water in just the first couple months of it being here. Yeah, I um, mean, look, are we are we gonna remember multiverses? Yes, I'm gonna remember it for being that one game that thought it could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, time will tell. I'm not out here uh, trying to dig these multiverses, but. You, you 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 the numbers are the numbers ain't gonna lie, man. I get like multiverses is here. Stay. Multiverses is more casual than Spider Z, exactly. Like I the, I think multiverses is gonna hold the same place as um as what's the up, other game we look play? Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla. I All think right. it'll occupy that look same. Up, look up the numbers for Brawlhalla. Hold up. Multiverse is not going to compete with uh with smash it's just not i think but again smash has been around for so long a lot wow. more nostalgic a lot more it's triple a game like it, it's a it's a bigger game okay based yeah, on these this numbers, is interesting brawlhalla is shitting on both of them <laughs> the 24 hour peak okay so here's what i have for the all-time peak of brawlhalla there's 34,000. 34,000 players, but what I'm mostly looking at is a 24-hour peak and a 22-minute peak. Like, as of 30 minutes ago, 8,900 people and in the past 24 hours, 16,000 people were playing Brawl. Um, last, last 30 minutes, 1,900 people were playing easy. 2,400 people were playing in the last 24 hours. Wait, what the fuck? I don't even sound right. What the fuck? They made... Most of their <laughs> most of their player base in the last twenty minutes. That's that's kind of crazy. It's probably not accurate one hundred percent, but bro, I, I did not see Brawlhalla <laughs> doing that much in terms of numbers. Bro, look at how many cross platform options they have for Brawlhalla, though. They have it on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, iOS, Android. Like that's ridiculous. Their player base must be massive. Yeah, Brawlhalla is free too, exactly. But Brawlhalla, Brawlhalla went the similar route, right? Like it, it has a bunch of cross, um, cross collaborations. So there's mm-hmm. skinned characters and stuff throughout the game. 
Um, they just released the Assassin's Creed pack. Right. They 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 have the same kind of um, you know, appeal that multiverses has, but multiverse has the uh, the extra pizzazz of like these characters actually are unique in their fighting mm-hmm. style and stuff. So and yeah, I was gonna say let's not look too much into the numbers because let's say like I just brought up Brawlhalla, DBZ, and uh and multiverses all on all on Twitch, right? Mm-hmm. If you're looking at um so Brawlhalla has 1.3 followers on Twitch with 233 current viewers, right? They're third place. Actually, no, they're second place. So let's see. Look, 233 viewers and 1.3 million followers. If you look at DBZ, they currently have 2.4 thousand viewers and 2.3 followers or 2.3 million followers. Multiverses has 3.1 thousand viewers. So maybe about like 700, 800 more than Dragon Ball Z, but has 418,000 followers so significantly less people following like this this category but there's more people watching it so we can look at like the numbers and we're going to get a lot of inconsistencies when it comes to the representation or um or like yeah representation of like the the game but i don't really think they capture like the quality of it because there's people who are probably playing multiverses who don't fuck with dbz and the other way around because like essentially they're these are different games that fight differently I think multiverse is a little bit closer to Smash than like DBZ is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's people who occupy different kind of spaces in the fighting game category alone. Yeah. So we they, can't get too caught up in the numbers. The one, especially yeah. with like games like these. Uh, I don't think from like a gaming like a the type of game standpoint, you can compare multiverses. You can't compare multiverses in something like Smash. We'll say Brawlhalla. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I that's think... why I said I, I see multiverses occupying a Brawlhalla. Like Brawlhalla is on my PC; it's downloaded. I can play it whenever. How often do I play it? Not very often, but it's always an option. Mm-hmm. It's easy to pick up. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say that one thing that they have to make is an arena mode because Smash has an arena mode. Um, uh, DBZ has an arena battle mode where people can just hop in. And I think that's what makes DBZ so fun or whenever we do play like these other games so fun that niggas will hop in the chat and be like, oh, let me hop in. Like when we were streaming Brawlhalla, we met that one nigga and he hopped into our fight and we were playing with him. Like Mm. multiverses is so limited right now in the custom area of their matches. They need to expand on that. Like that should be their number one thing so that people can actually find community within multiverses and be able to um you know play with other people um in different ways they that's what i i would hope for them to do because if they can expand that uh that that eight max player shit to like at least something more reasonable like probably like 16 or something like that that would be more interesting or if you can run like a king of the hill ones like yeah, like just something else, like something more. Um, but I also wanted to respond to what Lep was saying. He said, "So popularity means it's better." Um, I wasn't using popularity um, as an indicator of the quality of the game, but you can kind of tell, like, if a game is good and is well made, 
you can kind of see that translate over and it's yeah. popular. There's a correlation. Yeah. And you have to look at the wants and the needs of the community. So if you look at the fighting game community, did they need a new brawler? You know, you look at at um at at Shatterline, did the FPS community need a new game? Mm-hmm. You know, so we're looking at like what we need um and what people are looking for. And you can look at those based off of the numbers. If you drop a sh- of FPS uh or like a first person shooter right before Call of Duty beta weekend and it doesn't do well, that can be an indicator of whether or not people were really looking for a game at that time. Yeah. But these um, are just general numbers, which is why we said we can't look strictly at these numbers because they don't represent the quality of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It it gives you a glimpse, but it's not the full picture. Um yeah. it is a good indicator of like the demand of the game. And normally people wouldn't demand a shit game. Um of course you have a, your anomalies. Yeah. 2K. I Call mean, of Duty. I mean but, this yeah. this is exactly what happened and I'm a bring up a soft topic this is exactly what happened to paragon niggas would be like making the argument we don't need another we don't need another moba oh this is a battle arena this isn't even a moba like shit like that or be like oh this doesn't like even have that many viewers on twitch you know but that was that was a contender literally the smite and and probably even like uh at, at some points to lead because guess what tencent invested in epic so like they they were at a conflict of interest because it, it was becoming so big at one point you know i just feel like we we were you know the com- the community didn't even get a chance we didn't even get to see paragon at its at its best you definitely saw it at its worst at its worst <laughs> when the jungle was fucked uh Oh, you wanna? Yeah, man, it's a sad story, but yeah, I have hope for multiverses. Um, I think it's gonna do well in the future to maybe uh, get some of that market share that um, Super Smash Bros has been hogging to themselves. So mm. yeah, I I I hope to see good things. Oh, we speaking of like Super Smash and Nintendo, quickly just jump to talking about uh nintendo's direct ass uh all they talked about was farming farming games yeah really yes they spent they spent a whole hour talking about farming games and then they showed one trailer for pikmin 3 or pikmin 4 (laughs) nintendo i don't know what them niggas are doing in nintendo but they they're definitely Either they're cooking up something so big that they gotta wait, or they just they they have no idea what they're doing, or like they just have no games right now. My my switch is collecting some dust. I mean, Pokemon Scarlet is coming out. I might pick it up for that, but like, come on, bro, make something cool. God of War is coming out. Like all these good Sony games are coming out, man. Come on, do some good, Nintendo. Please, please. I just need y'all to do some. These niggas said, oh, cooking mama 16. They finna eat this. <laughs> Man, for real. What are you saying, Miles? No, nothing. But yeah. yeah. Listen, if you if you still play Nintendo, grow up. 
Don't do that to him. Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Nintendo fan. I mean, I grew up on the Wii, Wii bowling I'm, and stuff like that. I'm the best Wii bowler in North America, so don't even ask me right now. You don't even stand I've never bowl, played bro. Nintendo in my life, cuz. Don't um, even. Don't brush it. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> you don't know what that is. No, I saw him doing that. I didn't want to call him out. I saw him earlier. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not gonna say this on stream. Once we hit in stream, I'm gonna turn around and punch him in the back of the head. No, this nigga said, yeah, yeah. Dude, Brush my hair with my beanie. Do, do you yeah, even do you even have uh, the wave butter I showed you? No, nah, I don't. I don't, I don't no, take your two rag off. Yeah, wave check. Nah, the waves ain't gonna be different. Nah, right wave now. check, nigga. Yeah, you putting all this work in. Let's see what you got. The waves right. ain't waving. I mean, I'll do it. progress. I, I'll do. I'll do it at the end. Like I'll do it at the end when we do our signature. Yeah, we doing probably the signature right now. We had time, unless you guys oh. got some more shit to talk about. <laughs> we can end it here. Yeah, we can end it here. I mean, I next stream, I think I want to talk about life experiences. We, we got some stuff we got to talk about. Oh, for sure. Like All right, everyone, make sure you call in. Um, we're gonna be doing live life advice, so. Give us your issues or a little problem. We're going to try to get that solved in about 10 minutes time. But yeah, next week, we're going to do a live therapy session. And just look at the just look at the uh, cover for this podcast. Follow us on Twitter. You'll see the screenshots. We always um, we always do some Photoshop for every episode. Um, it's just been a thing that I've kind of like weirdly gotten into. Um, fever dream. Yeah, for real. But yeah, make sure you follow us on uh, FML underscore real, as Miles said, and follow our subscribe to our YouTube channel. Got some good content out there. Um, and then uh, if you guys are wondering where you can find these podcasts or the previous episodes or how you're going to share it to your family and friends, just tell them, hey, man, you got Spotify, you got Apple Podcasts. Just type in FML way too real way too real podcast i think we're the only podcast that's literally called way too real so literally just type in way too real or uh if you lazy like me and you just like the links there you go exclamation (laughs) point wtr um make sure you guys follow us on twitch for the audio listeners if you guys are new and you don't know what the hell twitch is twitch.tv slash fml gaming ctv we go live on Tuesday, Thursdays, and then Saturdays for the podcast. But yeah, anything else to add to the people? No, I don't think that's it. All right. Um, listen, if you're white, adopting black babies, that's kind of fucked up. Um, <laughs> don't. Not inherently. Not inherently. Make make sure you take a course in African American study, like Africa. Like, just look at some Africa, niggas. Like, yeah, hey, you know what? If I'm a, if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, adopt a black children and you're not black, I think it should be a requirement to take one Africana studies class, three units. Yeah. You can take it over summer. It's a hundred bucks to take a to take a class at a, a community college. And put them it. niggas around some niggas, man. I swear. God, you can if y'all tell- don't salt your fucking chicken. I swear to God, it was there. Oh, Make sure you fucking put some salt on the chicken, please. I swear. like you just looking at the plate and like, bitch, this is boiled. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? She put that shit in the microwave like it was going through something. <laughs> he said, this shit gross. He's like, it's healthy. 
bitch if you don't. <laughs> no, said, the food you're used to eating is 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 really high in fat and not good for you. You don't give me some fucking salt. <laughs> I'm so mad, but I thought it was wrong. Like that Atlanta has really fucked up my perspective on white people. Like I really wanted to really do my best to like be understanding, but Atlanta is really fucking me up right now. You just sitting together a week. <laughs> I wouldn't eat God either. I would not eat that shit either, bro. The, the social worker pulled up. He's like, how are you? I'm hungry. <laughs> of all the things. He said, I'm hungry. Oh, boy. Some Popeyes would have really fucking smacked. Oh, man. man. <laughs> hey, y'all. Make sure you guys uh, follow us, man. We got more jokes like this. <laughs> we gonna Talking let y'all. Tuesday. Tuesday, 6.30 PST specifically. Specifically, right, we don't know what we plan, but I promise you, it's not gonna be shatter line. We're gonna play some, <laughs> and then you know, Thursday, we're gonna make sure y'all put your videos. Don't wait till third, don't wait till Wednesday and Thursday morning to put your react videos yeah, into the first come, first serve basis. Yeah, we're gonna start at the top of the list, and guess what? Niggas be getting tired, and we haven't gone over three hours, we barely get over two. So make sure you guys get up and early on the video react. It's in our Discord, exclamation point, Discord. Um, it's in our Discord. Join that bitch. Put your videos in the in the ting. Um, yeah. I'm not I'm not putting any videos next week. I think I'm grounded. Honestly, I just no more trauma dumping, man. Those videos were really getting to me. Yeah, he was saying a lot. Um, there's a couple of music videos too. So excited for that. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much yeah. my closing statement. You know, niggas and white people and playing a lot of chess this week. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Class is missed. Uh, Ren, stay after class. We got to talk. <sighs> Nigga, how the fuck did you fail? A test you didn't even, you couldn't even fill in the date. Nigga, like, what the fuck? 